What's up, horror fans? It is Danny and Charlotte and uh, Anchor Pete, and we are here to talk about the new Scream movie, Scream. That's it. Just Scream, not Scream just Five, scream. not Scream Twenty Twenty Two. Just Scream. Uh, happy John Carpenter's birthday. Uh, it is his 74th birthday. He has nothing to do with the Scream franchise, except maybe he does, as we'll get into in a little bit. Uh, yes. There is a little uh, reference to him in this film. I thought it was interesting, and he's my favorite, so had to shout out his birthday. So, Pete, you saw the movie last night. I did. Charlotte and I saw it Thursday night, and then I went back and saw it again Friday night because I wanted to... Um, Without taking notes in the movie theater, I wanted to take mental notes. <laughs> now you know, watching it for a second time. Uh, right. So we're gonna start f first few minutes. We'll just give some. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the movie, non spoilers, and then when we do get into spoilers, we will give a big announcement so that those of you who want to talk spoilers, you can jump into the conversation, and then if not, uh, you can run away, see the movie, and then come back and check out our. Uh, our review. Sounds great. All right. <laughs> so uh, you you saw it the freshest of the three of us, Pete. Right. So the movie is freshest in your mind. What did you think of the newest Scream movie? So the newest Scream movie made me ask this question, right? And the question is, how come Dr. Sleep is the only movie like this that has gotten this totally right? And there's all varying degrees like, I made a list of all the movies that this movie's like. You ready for this? Let's see how many of these you've seen too, Charlotte. Force Awakens, Jurassic World, Spider-Man No Way Home, Jumanji, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Independence Day Resurgence, Matrix Res Resurrections, Creed, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and of course, Halloween, right? So these are all like what you call legacy sequels, right? Or in this movie, they call them requels right yeah i i actually i think the first time i heard the phrase legacy sequel I, it might have been with you and brian talking about uh on, on comic books transformed uh in one of your uh reviews of something and i was like i never thought of that but i i actually wrote down um there one of the main points of this movie is uh, obviously, if you're a Scream fan, you know that they've been making stab movies in the right. Scream universe since part two. Uh, Scream right. two actually opens at the premiere of Stab. Uh, right. And <laughs> so apparently in the Scream universe, I think it's very obvious that Ryan Johnson directed Stab 8. <laughs> <laughs> because right, they right. even go so far as to say it's directed by the Knives Out guy and right. he added all this social commentary and all this woke stuff that people hated he changed he changed all the main characters he changed all the motivations he got rid of the legacy characters and all I could think of is every argument for the people who hated Last Jedi yeah. that was everything like oh Luke doesn't care. He throws the lightsaber away and, you know, right, there's right. too much time spent on uh Canto bite and there's, there's all this stuff. And I was just like, wow, they really just made Ryan Johnson, the director of stab eight. <laughs> yeah. I look, here's the thing with these movies that I just listed. I never saw Creed. I've seen pretty much all the other ones and I feel like their entertainment value 
varies very much, right? And one that I didn't throw on there was Blade Runner 2049. And I think that that's a really great one too. I, I would put like Dr. Sleep, Blade Runner 2049 in its own category. And then the rest of these, I put them in another category. Uh, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man I mean No Way Home is like its own thing. I feel like it doesn't really count. But in general, the idea behind these movies is like that for the most part, the characters that you love from like 20 something years ago, they had their happy ending, but a lot of times like they had this kind of miserable life afterwards and then they get brought back to potentially get killed off again or killed, not killed off again, but like killed off yeah. in this new one, you know, and that's so kind of maybe spoilers, maybe not. Well, but... I mean, like he, he, like you saw Halloween 2018, the way like Jamie Lee Curtis comes back and she's the same Laurie Strode from the first movie, but now she's like, it's 40 years later she's like angry, like, like Michael Myers ruined her life. And the movie is really about all these new characters who happen to be around her yeah. and Michael Myers. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we liked Halloween 2018. I did. Yeah. I, I, we, a new one. Well, you liked Halloween kills. I didn't particularly love it. I'm still waiting for evil, evil to die tonight. tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, um, I actually really like Halloween 2018 too. Like I said, there's all different levels. It's really yeah. comes down to uh, how well made the thing is. And if it's not so obvious that it's just this nostalgia cash grab. But yeah. a lot of these, so many of these are like, hey, the third act is here. Let's just repeat like all the things that happened in the first movie in the third act. Oh, And you mean, Doctor Sleep is even an example of that too. Oh, I, I Doctor Sleep, uh, I, I think is the best example of the movies you described because- Flanagan was in an, uh, a really hard position there of trying to make a sequel to both Stephen King's book, The right. Shining, and Stanley Kubrick's movie, The Shining. So it, it's really funny because, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, we've reviewed Dr. Sleep uh, a whole bunch, but like if, if he would have done the ending from the book, which obviously, it, it, for those of you who've never read The Shining, the Overlook Hotel burns down at the end. And if he would have done... Uh, the ending of Dr. Sleep, the book, with no overlook, people would have screamed, oh, this isn't a sequel to The Shining. There's no there's no Shining in it. But because he did a sequel to the movie, uh, people criticized him for having too much fan service. You know? Right. There, there is such a thing as too much fan service. Um, yes. And, and, and while I enjoyed it, Ghostbusters Afterlife, to me, that final act of Ghostbusters Afterlife was the literal definition of too much fan service. Right. And some people might say that this movie had too much of it too. I don't necessarily think that. I actually really enjoyed this movie. I haven't got that point out yet. But yeah. I was going to ask Charlotte, right? Because I think it's kind of cool you got your daughter on here. These movies are real interesting because they're made kind of for guys like you and me, right? That grew up with them. But then they're made for Charlotte too, where it's like, this is your generation now. Let me ask you this, Charlotte. For the new characters that were introduced in this movie, are they the kind of characters that, if any of them survived, no spoilers, would you want to see them in a sequel too? Like any of the um, new people? There were a few characters I would like to see. Of I, the new people? Maybe. Like, yeah. Uh, Mimi? Not Mimi. Uh, Mindy. Mindy. Uh oh yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Uh, character, yeah, there's definitely, I, I think there's definitely a few characters that we'd like to see if they, if, if Scream 6 comes around, which I'm sure there will be, uh, this movie, uh, I, I, I already saw, uh, it, apparently it did really well over the weekend, uh, 
it opened on a, I think a four day weekend because it opened yeah. Thursday night and now uh, tomorrow is uh, Martin Luther King day. So it's going to have a big four day opening weekend. And that's pretty much all you need anymore uh, to get a sequel. Like, Oh, yeah. we had a good first weekend. We made our money back. Boom. Let's go ahead. Yeah. But I mean, like with these movies though, I feel like this year in 2021 and maybe even before like last year too, there's so much lampshading. Do, do either of you guys know what lampshading is? I I I feel like I've heard that term, but I I I just I just finally figured out what gaslighting is, and now you're now oh. you're lampshading. I don't. Uh... All right, so so lampshading. I'll, I'll make it nice and quick and easy. Lampshading is basically like when you know something is wrong in a movie, but you make a joke about it to be like, hey hey, we know this is wrong, and like so a lot of these movies that are these longtime sequels, they kind of like to make fun of themselves to be like, hey we know so like. A, great example would be like in matrix resurrections when the guy's like oh we have to do this because warner brothers will make this without us right i was gonna say the example from halloween 2018 when they're like wasn't michael myers her brother and they're like no that was just a bunch of stuff that people made up and i'm right. like oh okay so they're like winking at the audience without really winking at the audience see like the thing is with scream and with the scream franchises i feel like that's kind of the that that's kind of the what scream is all about you know it's right. from the very beginning it was west craven uh winking at the genre it was you know pointing out the meta moments of the genre and then playing on our expectations to subvert them and and i think that he does that every movie when when you know scream 2 was Oh, we know you've watched horror franchises, so you know about horror sequels. And then part three was about trilogies and then reboots. And now we're doing these legacy sequels. Really um, cool. And it's interesting that, you know, Screams 1, 2, and 3 came out in a five-year period. Right. And then there's been a, an 11-year break between each of the next two. Okay. And it's almost like... The first three were like, okay, we we have a clear trilogy in mind. You know, we're gonna we're gonna tear down the horror genre and and recreate it. Then we're gonna mess with sequels. Then we're gonna mess with a, a, a trilogy, right? And then we're gonna give the horror genre a break, and we're gonna assess where it has been over the last ten years, and then we're gonna reassess it. Ten, so I feel like Scream Six, if there is one, should come out ten years from now and be like, oh. So the legacy sequel era of, of movies has come and gone. I'm not watching it when I'm 21. Well, when you're 20, oh God, I just realized in a decade, Charlotte will be legally allowed to drink and uh, we'll, we'll go see Scream 6 and then go out and have a, a beer. Yes. I didn't and, say uh, now. <laughs> Put that well, beer well, away. This, oh. right, and this is my question for Charlotte too. Uh, Charlotte, out of the all the five screen movies, which one do you like the most? Um, I have to say maybe I have to say the original. No, yeah, no. yeah, and they make jokes about it in this movie too. They also say like, "Oh, the the best one is the the, the best one is the first one, right?" And like, the, it hasn't ever been as good, right? Yeah. Um, like I think everyone loves the first screen. I've seen the first screen many times. And just like all the other movies you've been talking about, like Matrix, Resurrections and stuff, 
there's always that like real focus on that first movie and then they do like little references to the sequels and stuff too right and danny you mentioned how like all the the first three are all interconnected and it's all like one after the other like this is the first one that wes craven hasn't made right out of all five yeah uh i think the the series is in good hands though um yeah the these are the guys uh behind uh they're in the group radio silence and they right. did ready or not which is right. like i i was telling show in the movie theater i was like because when we walked out of the movie theater she was like we were both like again like you said you like this movie i i really liked it too um charlotte liked it a lot and i was like you 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 got to see ready or not like and you could tell like you this movie was made by the ready or not guys like sure sure a lot of the uh a lot of the gore reminded me of scenes from ready or not um there were some comedic elements that like lines of dialogue and and the way the characters interacted that reminded me of the family and ready or not so yeah yeah yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, um, Matt Bettinelli Open and Tyler Gillette, I think, are their names. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so and they yeah, did. I, uh, I'm really. They did a segment on VHS to... too, right? Hmm. They did a segment of that first VHS movie too, right? Yeah. Uh, they also, I think, did the movie Southbound, which was another yeah, anthology, yeah. and yes. that was really good too. So they're yeah. they're they're building a pretty good uh, resume. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, man. It was, like, entertaining. I saw it with my wife, Sherry. We both liked it. We both talked about it. It's just ultimately with all these movies, it's like, do they really need to be made? And is it worth it bringing it back? And I think with that being said, I think we should go into spoilers now and talk about is it worth it? Because or – so, so, guys, spoilers ahead. I don't want to spoil it for our viewers. I don't want to spoil uh, the movie for you. If you haven't seen Scream – Turn this off and go away. <laughs> but if you're still here, I got to talk about how fucking, oh, excuse me, Charlotte, how <laughs> how Dewey died. Because that's that's the gut punch for me, man. What Dewey died? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, spoiler, Ghostface is the killer in this movie. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. Right, right. Really? Listen, <laughs> I... I I can't cry for Dewey. If it were up to me, he would have died four movies ago. Um, I, I still say, and I—I I mean, I mean, out of the three, we 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 watched the whole franchise, um, and we watched parts two, three, and four over the last like week and a half uh, to get ready for this. We posted our reviews, and it was really funny. Shot for every movie, every single movie we watched. Uh, part two, part three, part four. Go ahead. This is what I said before every single movie. It happened three and four. I was both like, I think it's Dewey. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it's Dewey. She was convinced <laughs> Dewey was the killer in every movie. Right. And um, I. It would have been a great twist. I think I in right. part two, um, they should have basically flipped the roles of Dewey and Randy. They should have had oh, Dewey yeah. get killed. And they should have had Randy get attacked and then like miraculously get wheeled out on the stretcher at the end of the movie. Um, yeah. And I, I think the conceit in bringing back Jamie Kennedy in that video in Scream 3 was like right. Wes Craven going, 
yeah, I, I heard you fans. I know everybody's upset that we killed Randy. So here, we'll give you a, a little snippet of him in this movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it, when Dewey finally died, I was kind of like, oh, okay, thank it, It's over I, now. <laughs> I didn't want him to die, but out of the three, I, I was okay with him dying. But then when he died, I was just like, wow, wow, that hurt. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I kind of feel the same way too. Like with with all these movies, right? Like, so here's spoilers for a couple other movies, but like Last Jedi spoiler, like Luke Skywalker comes back, he dies. Force Awakens spoiler, Han Solo comes back, he dies. And in these movies, a lot of times it's like these main characters that we loved, they had like a real shitty life after we saw them have this happy ending. And then they come back because essentially it's like all oh, the movies back the the same thing that you faced 20 years ago is back and then they get killed and um with this i kind of write off that maybe dewey did have a good life maybe he did have a happy ending for a while until he and gail split up but i just don't like that trope of like you liked these characters you fell in love with them they played by the rules of the previous movies and they lived and now we're just bringing them back so that we can kill them off like, they didn't kill off, spoilers, they didn't kill off uh, Sydney or Gale, and I'm, fi I'm fine with that, but, like, it's just, they always bring them back and then they kill them. And it's like, why are you doing this? You're just bringing them back so we can be excited to see them in a trailer, and then you just kill them so that we can bond to the new people? Well, it's like that was another thing that, like, when, when Charlotte and I saw it Thursday night and we did our spoiler-free review in the car, I said, you know, it, it's not really a spoiler, but uh, the, the big three you know, Dewey, uh, Sydney and Gail, um, they're prominently in all the marketing of this. This is not their movie. They're no, barely right. in this movie at all. Um, I think, you know, Sydney doesn't even show up until about 45 minutes in. Well, and then, she makes a cameo and then shows up like 45 minutes. Yeah. She, she, you know, she right. picks up the phone, you see her, you're like, Oh, it's Sydney. And then like, that's she it. Doesn't, she just, um, you know, right. You know, Gail kind of comes back in, um, and doesn't really have much of a, a part in this other than doing the exact same thing that we've seen her do in every movie, which again goes to your point. I feel like the more I talk about this movie, the more I'm going to come across as like a nitpicky guy who has a ton of issues with it. But I did enjoy the movie. I saw it yeah, twice. Ditto. I did enjoy it. I do think it's one of the better sequels yes. in the franchise. But I do have a, a bunch of little, like, things that irk me, as I do with, like, every movie. I, I just want to make it clear that I actually do enjoy this movie before, like, I take a few nitpicks to task, you know? Though there well, were, like, a really funny scenes that we were both, like, cracking up. In the oh, well, there, it, there were a few things that we picked up on at the exact same time and, like, looked at each other and lost it. Can I say yeah, that? Yeah. Um, well, do you want to get into like the? We already said spoilers, so like, you want to like the? We're, so, we don't have to like, we don't have to like summarize the plot, but we can definitely like talk about like story points. Definitely. So the main two characters in the movie are uh, Tara and Sam. Sarah. Oh, Sam, 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 and Tara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and when when we find out who Sam is or who she's related to. Right. Her and I, like, we had this amazing moment in the movie theater where we were like, she's like, I'm Sam, Sam Carpenter. And we looked at each other and we were like, oh, Carpenter? And 
And then it like all at once it came together and I went, she's Billy Loomis's daughter. Her name is Sam Loomis. Sam Loomis. And then, ah. and then she goes, and we, we both went, Sam, Sam Loomis. Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. No wonder it's your birthday. It was, it was so <laughs> funny the way, like, it just like, like dominoes in our brains at the exact same time in the middle of the movie theater. Sure, sure. And that scene, and it was like, there's a character named Wes. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Okay. Like, yeah, they, yeah. Because they so, even have like, because he dies. So we're in spoilers. He dies. And they even have like a four Wes in the movie as like a party. That's his reunion, right? And at the very end, they show uh, a four Wes, right? When the movie's over too. Um, I was going to ask you guys, how quickly did you kind of figure out at least who one of the killers was? Oh, oh. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, Charlotte. It was so obvious. Okay. It was, can I say it? Please, please, yeah. It was so obvious it was Amber at the first. I mean, the beginning scene, it was her phone, and they're trying to trick us into thinking it's not Amber, but really it is Amber because it's on her phone. Right. So I... I I also said this in my spoiler-free review. My biggest issue with this movie um, was the killer reveal. I oh. get why it was done. I, I yeah. get why it was done, um, especially with, again, spoilers, especially with Richie, uh, the whole idea that Dewey literally points him out immediately and is like, well, how long have you known this guy? You know, because the boyfriend's usually the killer. Right. And I was like, well, that would make sense if you're doing like, if you're playing with the rules uh, of a movie like this. That, but the thing is, I, I was on Amber immediately. Um, and, yeah. and from literally from the first phone call in the opening scene, because it was coming from her phone. And then the next scene was coming from like the next phone call was coming from her phone. And it just seemed such an obvious throwaway line about like, Oh, somebody cloned my phone, and I'm like, "What? And also, what how is that? This yeah, yeah. as big as me. And how did she take on Dewey? Okay, my wife said the exact same thing. Like, how did she take on Dewey? The thing is, with all the scream movies, people can usually point out who is doing the killing, right? And with her, I think it was always when the killer was like this with the knife, like doing that extra force, right? Because she's not as strong as some of the guys that she's going up against, and so she's like going like this. Yeah, I mean. I there, uh, watching it for the second time, knowing that she's the killer, knowing especially that she's the one that kills Dewey. Like yeah. Dewey's an adult man. Yes, he's been stabbed a bunch, and yes, he has a limp, and I get it. But he's an adult man, and she's a petite uh, <laughs> figure, and it it just doesn't seem believable that she's like flipping him over and like outmaneuvering him and. I know that, like, in movies, a bulletproof vest is, like, uh, a deus ex machina. But, like, she's, like, an 88-pound girl who <laughs> took three bullets to the bulletproof vest. Right. I don't think she's popping back up. And, like, it. there's... I get it. It's a Scream movie. Right. Um, you know, in the last movie, Emma Roberts was one of the killers in part four. Who's right. same size issues that I have, um, you know, in Scream 2, am I supposed to believe that Billy's, you know, 50-year-old mother is, you know, Coming back. you know, hanging on cars? You know, I don't know. 
it really, I, I was on Amber from the beginning. Also, the other reason I was, um, the other reason that I thought it was Amber is because they're making all these connections to the first movie. So yeah. again, uh, so you have Sam and Sam is the illegitimate daughter of Billy Loomis. Skeet Ulrich was awesome in this movie. Oh my God. I was like, <laughs> so, and I'll tell you what, and this is, and this is all on me. And, yeah. um, because I, I let it get into my head. I'm like, I know Stu's dead, not Stu. Um, I know Billy's dead. So if right. he's going to appear as like her psychosis in her mind, why can't we see Stu? Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, Stu is going to be in this movie somehow. And it, and it just didn't happen. And that was in my, uh, At you know, first, yeah. I was like, Oh my God, he was coming back. It's a killer. And I was like, oh. but that would have been ridiculous. You know, Danny, I was going to say like a little side note, uh, Charlotte, you're probably not gonna know what I'm talking about, but um, they kept calling him Stu Mocker because that's his name. Right. But I was convinced his name was Stu Redman because of the stand. Right. So, so I'm sitting there, I'm like, wait a minute, why do they keep calling him Stu Mocker? His name's Stu Redman. And then I was it's like, Gary oh, well, I'm dumb. But um, what I was going to ask you guys, though, is that like with with the new characters, right? Because everyone's connected, like you just said, right, Danny? Oh, well, like, that was the other thing. Amber had no connection, oh, okay. which is why I which is why I suspected her immediately, because uh, you had the two you had Randy's niece and nephew. Yeah. You had Wes, whose mom was Deputy Judy. Who was in the fourth movie. Which also doesn't make any sense because that movie was 10 years ago. And 10 years ago, Deputy Judy was shamelessly hitting on Dewey the whole movie. And there was no hint that she had like a five-year-old kid or a a seven or eight-year-old kid running around. I know he could be off screen, but that was a little weird how she's now like mom of the year to a a teenager. Michael, um, I get sushi. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you have all these oh connectors to the original. Wait, Amber right. had nothing. So yes. I was like, go ahead. Can I just Wait, say okay, about but I have a question for you oh. because Danny, you've seen it twice, and maybe Charlotte, you might remember too. But like, what about the girlfriend of uh, Randy's nephew? Like, did oh, she yeah. have any connection? The girl with the pink hair. Was she just basically like to be a red herring to be just kind of like, oh, it's probably her? She felt like the character who was literally only there to be Amuse the fans. to be a red herring the way that um, the annoying boyfriend was in part four. Yeah, I, I kind of remember part four. So Emma um, Roberts had like a boyfriend who cheated on her. And he kept just showing up and like at awkward times, like r- right after the killer was there. Oh my God. Okay. And you're like, like, it was so obvious that they were setting him up to be a, like, oh, everybody's a suspect, you know? Everybody's right. Um, you know, what's funny the, though, is I was going to say, Amber, um, she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you re- recognize her, Danny? It, was she on the ranch? Was she one of the ranch girls? She was one of the Manson people. And the funny thing is, is the way that she dies in this is very much like the way that she dies in One Spawn Time oh, Hollywood. she's one of the Manson she, girls at the end who gets yes. flamethrowered? She is that one. She's that one. Oh, my God. I also God. don't understand how she could get burned and then come back with a, like, a block. Yeah, but that's, that's but just... That's just yeah. yeah, that's just over that's, you, you have to go in knowing that one of the killers is always going to come back from absolute come back. death. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I he, was pretty keen to um, the boyfriend being one of the killers pretty quickly. Uh, what's his name? That's um, Richie. Richie. Jack that's Quaid. Jack Quaid, right? So, you know, he's from The Boys. He's awesome in that. And then he's also uh, Dennis Quaid's son, right? Dennis Quaid and, and Meg, Meg Ryan's, Ryan's son. son. Right. Um, he was great in it. He was real funny. But I, in the hospital, when he shows up and the killer slashes his hand versus, like, actually stabbing him and killing him, like, okay, he's one of the two. Yeah. I, like, I Yeah. I kept watching the movie the first time and my, my thought watching it the first time is it, especially when Dewey was like pointing him out. I, I just kept thinking this would be really obvious. I kind of hope it's anyone but him. And as the movie kept going, I kind of liked his character a little bit more. And I was right, like, right. it's now, now that I like his character, it's definitely going to be him. Right. And he does have one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. We were hysterically laughing at the you end. You can say the first part. I want to say the same. Yeah, when um, uh, uh, Nev Campbell, Sydney, is walking around shooting the gun in the house, and she shoots him through the door, and she's like, "I told everybody to come out." And he's like, "You're shooting everyone," and then Ghostface <laughs> attacks, and he goes, "Holy shit!" It's Ghostface. And right, that right. made us both laugh hysterically, like his yeah. reaction. And and when he reacted like that, I was like, okay, I guess he's not a kill. And then like a scene later, I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. And you know, the thing that really irked me about the reveal of the two of them is, okay, so two things. First right. of all, they explain it away in like one line of, we met on Reddit, like, okay. And then- <laughs> And then they're they're calling each other babe. Yeah. And yeah, it's very that. obvious. Uh, so if you play with the ages of these characters, sure. I think uh, Sam is supposed to be 23. Okay. And I think Tara is supposed to be 18. Because they okay. say that when she was 18 and Tara was 13, she left town. And now she's back five years later. I can do that math. Yeah. Okay. So first of all, I mean, there's the obvious issue of these characters are are high school kids in high school, and they looked older than the <laughs> cast of Saved by the Bell first season. Right. When when uh, Mark Paul Gosler was like 32. Right, um, right. And like you look up some of these actors on on IMDb, they're born in like the mid 90s, and you're like, come on, guys, cast a little bit younger. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I think Mason Gooding was born in, like, 94 or 96. And you're like, he's he's in his late 20s. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. Can I say something yeah. about Wes? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, oh, my God. I, I, can't, I, I can't imagine how many times Wes opens the door and he's like, Whoosh. Oh, we we made jokes about that today where like she, I was making her breakfast this morning. And I was like, Shar, maybe I'll just open the refrigerator. Yes. And there'll be a killer behind the door. Uh, but no. No. And yeah. That scene went on forever. It had like five takes. The only thing that redeems drag. that scene yeah. is that both kills there are great. Yes. Um, especially Wes's death is like, wow. Like, really. Yeah. Talk about in your face, right? Oh. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah. In your face. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there were people groaning in the audience for that one. He, what you guys were talking about laughing out loud before. My favorite moment that I laughed at was uh, when they had all the suspects together 
and Dewey's pointing out who could be the killer, right? And then the kid says something mean to him. Wes says something mean to him. And he's like, oh, maybe you're the suspect because that cut so deep. Yeah, that was was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. uh, That's another issue that I have, positive and and, uh, with a nitpick attached to it. I thought that when the the clique of characters that Dewey talks about in his rules, does does Tara have a group of friends? I thought they were great together. They just weren't together enough. Yeah. Um, there's like, there's this massive gap. It feels like it's about 30 to 40 minutes from that scene in the house where Mindy goes through what a requel is and oh, yeah. they're, they're all pointing at each other and maybe you're the killer. This and that. Love that scene. One of my favorites in the whole movie. And then it goes about another 30 to 40 minutes before these characters are together again at the party. And right. I'm like, this movie needed more of those characters because like at the end when one of those characters, um, you know, uh, Amber turns out to be one of the killers. She's been off screen. Oh yeah. So long. And, and that gets back to Richie and Amber are like, yeah, babe. Yeah, babe. And I'm like, so are they a couple? So he's like a 25 year old and he's hooking up with, uh, an, an 18 year old high school student who goes on Reddit and 4chan. And that's what (laughs) we're going with. It reminds me of, um, part two where Oh yeah. Cause, we we see Mickey in the cafeteria, like, and then forty five minutes later, yeah, you remind the killer. Hi, I yeah, like that's oh, a yeah, good point. Yeah. I really like Mickey in part two. I love uh, Timothy Oliphant. He's one of my favorite <laughs> actors, and yeah. like I totally buy him as a killer in part two. The only problem is he's not on screen. So like when right. he takes the mask off, you're like, wait, who's that guy? Who's that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, no, really good point. And I, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the one thing that I really liked and I, and I've seen some discourse about it on social media. Most people I think are liking this movie. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have like said they don't like the ending and they don't like all the overly expository stuff about like the requel and this and that. But I'm like, okay, first of all, it's a screen movie. Second of all, I actually kind of, and, and maybe this is sad, but the, the idea that like toxic fandom will lead people to become killers in order to protect the movies and the legacies, you know, you know, like how many times have you, me and Chris talked about the phrase, you're killing my childhood. Right. Right. right, right. And like how Ghostbusters 2016 didn't kill anybody's childhood because Ghostbusters 1984 still exists and you can just go watch that movie and and like it. Um, I feel like all of those, you know, weirdos on social media who are just trolls and they, they, they're very toxic to their fan bases. That was explored in this movie as motivation for the killers, which I thought was interesting. I just didn't like the two characters they picked. And then once they reveal themselves, there's nothing else to it. You know, like in the first one, Billy and Stu have like a legitimate reason for it. Well, Stu is just like peer pressure, which is great because he's the best. Um, uh, oh God, what's the actor uh, who plays Stu? I, oh God. It's okay. Keep going. I'll look him up. Uh, but, um, you know, in, in Scream 2, you have uh, it, Billy's mom who can at least say, 
revenge, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nikki I mean, really didn't have a reason, yeah. but who really cares? The, the killers usually have, like, a reason behind their reveal. And I just, like, it it didn't feel like they had a good enough reason for going on, like, a, a kill. Like, the fact that Richie's just running around screaming, what about my ending? What about my ending? Like, yeah. it just, it felt very strange. I like um, how, uh, well... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, absolutely. I like how Richie, like how Sam was like, don't mess with the serial killer's daughter. Right. Yeah, I like He's that every court. character in this movie um, is that totally is. fine with murdering people. Yeah. Like yeah. Sydney's murdered countless people across five movies. Gail right. has murdered people. Um, and now both of the sisters at the end of this movie, they shoot and kill people. So it's yes, like, yes. okay, you know, so, you know, to your to your point from earlier, maybe they'll come back in future movies and they'll have terrible lives caused by the murders that they committed at the end of this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know where it's going to go ultimately. Like, because if you look at the end of Halloween, right, from 2018, uh, Jamie Lee, Laurie Strode's granddaughter, the, the last shot of Halloween 2018 is her holding a knife. And I remember seeing that in the theater and thinking like, oh, is she going to become some kind of killer? Like with this one, and this kind of happened in I think the Matrix Resurrections in a couple of them. There's a couple of these movies now where like the bad guys that we've known for so long kind of team up with the good guys or they become good guys themselves. And that's what happens with the main character in this movie, right? Like Billy Loomis's daughter is now a good guy. And it's like she's a stone cold killer like Billy Loomis, but she's a good guy. And yeah. you could go two different ways in the sequel. Like she could become a killer and it could be obvious that she's the killer in the next one, or she could be the Sydney of the franchise if they make it into a trilogy. Yeah. Also, Billy Loomis kind of, in his little cameo shots, he kind of turns good. Well, he's he's very he's still a serial killer, but he he's, he's he's trying to get her, his daughter, Samantha, to to kill. He doesn't, yeah. he's kind of like, he doesn't care who she kills. Right, like, right. Like, it, it is weird that he's kind of like, like, you would think she, he would be like, kill Sydney. Right, 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 right. Which was a little weird. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the only way I honestly think this franchise can go, because I feel that, like, if they're going to make another one, they're not going to wait another 11 years. It's it's not in Wes Craven's hands anymore for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, and if these guys from Radio Silence want to make, like, their own trilogy or whatever, I I just question... Because the whole conceit, again, with, with the franchise is there's always something to comment about. So in this movie, it's, you know, requels, legacy sequels... Right. If you make another one in two years, what are you commenting on? You're commenting right. on sequels to legacy movies? But honestly, that would be the case. And the thing is, I don't think they make sequels to these legacy movies yet. Besides, I think Halloween Kills and then the new Star Wars movies, right? Like, otherwise, every... Oh, wait. Um, there's also, like, Jurassic World and then Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom or whatever the second one is, right? Yeah. So, so they could do a commentary on that. 
But the problem is that all these movies kind of diminish in quality. You know, some people hate The Last Jedi. Some people love it. But I think everyone can agree that, like, Rise of Skywalker is pretty shitty, right? And <laughs> with that face, I could kind of tell. But um, what I was going to say was, I think one of my ultimate problems I had with this was, once you revealed who the killers were, I was like, ah, oh, well, there goes all the steam. There goes all the tension. Like, I, I was pretty sure that Gail and Sydney were not going to die then at that point. I was pretty sure that all the characters would live. Because essentially it's followed the same formula that's followed for every single Scream movie once you get to that third act. You reveal the killers, they do their whole plan, they monologue, then they die in some kind of funny way, right? And yeah. and I didn't want that. I wanted it to kind of be like, well, we're going to switch it up and, and someone's going to die now. Or like, they're not going to monologue and they're, they're just going to kill people. Like I wanted, by killing Dewey, that was like, okay, we're switching it up. Dewey always lives by the end, but Dewey's dead now. So we're switching up. Another thing they did to switch it up was the the person in the very beginning of the movie didn't die either, right? Yeah. Tara, yeah. Right? It, so like, I, 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 I was wondering about that, if that was... So once the, the movie is going, I started to wonder if that was intentional or not. Mm -hmm. Where did the killer... Because the killer at the beginning, and like you... By the way, the gore in this movie is the... Uh, aside from Drew Barrymore's death at the beginning where like her guts are hanging out, the goriest movie in the franchise, um, which again goes right back to Ready or Not. Like she got stabbed through the hand, and I thought of Samara Weaving um, getting uh, having a hole in her hand. You know, well, I thought of Mike Flanagan and how bad he hates hands. He does. Maybe the radio silence guys uh, took <laughs> yeah. that from Flanagan. There's, you know, That's definitely your channel is dedicated to hating hands. So right, um, but. Yeah, I I'll tell you what I would like to see in in a sequel to this movie, and maybe this is controversial, but one of the things that they mention in this movie was how the stab movies don't have a Michael Myers or a yeah. Jason. They just have it's always random killers and dressed as Ghostface. I I think. My my idea for a sequel to this movie would be something to the effect of like, yeah, Samantha is crazy and she is the killer. And, yeah. and like a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel, we know it's Freddy from the beginning. There's no mystery in a Nightmare on Elm Street. There's no mystery in Halloween. We know who the killer is. The only yeah. mystery is who's going to survive and how are they and how are they going to survive? That to me is the only thing they can do with the Scream movies now is take the mystery of who the killer is and just get rid of it right away. Show Samantha going crazy and becoming Ghostface. And yeah. and I would and my intro kill in the next movie would be Sydney. Kill her right at the beginning. Ooh. Put Nev Campbell in the Drew Barrymore slot, get her out of the yeah. franchise, Whoa. love her. But yeah. I can't stand. Got, I mean, dude, like, he's got like two kids, man. That's that's cold. I I mean, yeah. Apparently, she has a husband. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I, but, okay. I just no. Like Sherry brought this up too. She was like, "Why did the girl Tara live in the beginning?" And I think that it was because the killers wanted to get Sarah. I'm saying I keep saying Sarah. I don't know what the fuck's matter me. They wanted to get Sam to Woodsboro. That's why she was still alive. And they didn't kill her, right? 
Um, but I, I, dude, I'm all on board for your like sequels with her as Ghostface, and that's cool. Take away the Who Done It, which I mean, that is such a core part of Scream, though. Um, but like, make it that she is the killer, right? And I like that idea because all these sequels are about legacy. Dewey's a legacy character. Uh, you know, Gail's a legacy character. Well, now the legacy is literally killing people. Yeah. And like, they could call this trilogy the Scream Legacy Trilogy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and uh, you could get Ryan Johnson to direct it. It'll be perfect. First ah. of all, can I, I need to point out, I, I'm dying to see the Stab 8 from this because there's a scene that they show with uh, the dead meat. Uh, she was really excited. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh James God. A. Janice. Yeah. 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 Chelsea yeah. too. Chelsea yeah. was there. Yeah. Right, right. That, um, that I because Charlotte watches like yeah. every horror movie we watch that has been covered on a kill count. She's watched it this like, has to be four yes. times. This has to be um, but she, uh, we were, we were like, when they when they're showing the scenes in Stab Eight, and it's like a gold faced, uh, ghost face with like a flamethrower, and I'm like, okay, that movie looks cool. <laughs> like, I didn't. Yeah. Even, I don't even remember that. Hey, look, I like the Last Jedi. I'm that guy. So yeah, yeah. D didn't he have like sleeve a sleeveless shirt on at one point yeah. too? Right? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. I also I liked. Uh, I also like the uh, the standalone Child's Play remake that uh, was no, the. I never watched. It. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good too. So. I, yeah. No, I mean, dude, I think you kind of just wrapped it all up and you put the nail in the coffin when you said Ryan Johnson should direct the next one. I think that's a great idea, but like, I, I want to bring up one little complaint I had because one thing I want to say across the board is I actually really like this movie. I I do feel like could we have lived if we had never seen it? Absolutely. Like, is it worth it bringing it back just for what we got? I'm not sure. But one thing that I had a complaint with, and I was telling Sherry this too, it's like the girl's mom, Sam's mom and uh, Tara's mom, she said that they said that she was in a conference in uh, Britain or something. London, right? yeah. London. And so she couldn't come home. I'm like, your daughter was stabbed by Ghostface and you're not yeah. coming. It's like, come you, on. You live in Woodsboro. Right. Your daughter gets gets attacked by Ghostface, right? And right. is like barely alive, and right. you're like, mm, I think I'll finish this conference. Yes, yes. Yeah, there but, were a lot of things like that. That like, like, like I said, like the the whole Amber Richie, I love you, babe, and it's like, so they're together. Like, yeah. I I literally one of the things I went to when I watched it the second time. I, I watched it because I didn't know if I missed something, whether or not Tara and her friends were in high school or if they were in college. Right, right. Because in part two, in Scream 2, Sydney and everybody, they, they were in college. Right. So I'm like, okay, now, like, you know, sex and alcohol and, and partying like crazy with no parents, it makes a little bit more sense. But no, the movie starts and they are in front of a high school, Woodsboro High School. And I'm like, these actors all look like they're in their mid to late 20s. Um, apparently, um, the, the Randy's nephew, his girlfriend had like a fling with a, a, a guy who looks like he's 45 <laughs> and, and yeah. who's hanging out outside of a high school. Right. The kids go to a bar. 
yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I've grown up in Brooklyn, uh, big city my whole life. Yeah. I don't know how small town America is where like high school kids go to bars and have parentless house parties with yeah. beer and, and like this just wasn't a part of my high school upbringing. Like I, no. I don't really get it. Like, and it makes me want to continue living in the city as I have children of my own. Like, yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte, don't be like the kids in this movie, man. But yeah. like, no, I do. I understand. There's, there's a lot in this movie where it's kind of like, Oh, don't worry about that. Like just let's just brush that aside. Let's keep going forward. Oh, here's Nev Campbell. You know, it's like, just kind of like, don't pay attention to that. Yeah. And, and I know somebody, works. and I know like uh, somebody will criticize like my criticisms for saying, well, Nev Campbell was 25 when she did the first Scream movie and she was in high school. And I'm like, yeah, but I was 14 back then. Like I was 14 in 1996. I wasn't thinking about those things. I wasn't thinking, well, these characters look too old. Now right. I'm like, I'm going to be 40 in three months. I'm like, now I can notice that. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm okay with being 40. <laughs> yes. Yes. I swear. Well but all right, so well, let me ask you this: as we kind of like wrap this up, right? You guys have seen now all five Scream movies. Can you rank them for me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you go first. Go. Okay. One, five, two, four, three. I'm sorry. I like I like two better than four. Okay, so you say number one is your favorite, right? Yes. So one five. Say it one more time for me. One five. One five two four three. Okay. I, I dig that ranking. I dig that ranking. Okay. Danny, what about you, man? So I walked out of it Thursday night and I said, this was probably my favorite of the sequels. Mm -hmm. um, after watching it for a second time and thinking about it, I, I, I don't want to cop out because I, I think two, four and five, I, he, let's put it this way. I think one is obviously the best it's one of the best right. horror movies ever it's made like, just like put it number one. and i think three <laughs> is obviously the worst especially yes. for me right parts five two and four are really really close for me i, I okay. i'm probably gonna go one maybe it's recency bias but maybe one five four two three. Oh. okay okay um but yeah i like four and two, like if I watch them one more time, could jump I, this one on the next yeah. viewing. I had to say four's killers were better than two, but two just had like I liked Sydney in this one. Her friends were good. Yeah, I like, liked how I liked the, the friend characters. group in this one. Like I loved Randy's niece and nephew. Yes, I thought I loved, uh, Mindy I was them. was yeah. great. Like I I was. Both of us were kind of hoping Kirby oh, right. made an appearance from part four. Oh, I was so excited. Because Mindy and Kirby would make like a perfect, like, like that would be a great idea. That That's my sequel pitch. Yeah. Is, is Sydney dies in the opening screen okay. scene a la Drew Barrymore. Okay. Um, we find out immediately that it is Sam having gone completely crazy um, after the events of this movie. And like the, the, the group, the legacy characters that are going after the killer are Mindy and uh, a returning Hayden Patentier uh, Kirby from part four, who, if you go back and watch part four, her body was not 
dead. No, she was her, still moving. She was still moving. When, after she was stabbed, she was still moving. And like she can kind of show up as like a grizzled er. James and Dead Meat said that she might, she, Wes Craven didn't know if she yeah. was going to be dead like, or not. Uh, apparently, like Wes Craven kind of left it intentionally vague about whether or not she died. Um, and then like the thing is like, I paid attention at the end and they're like, Jill, Emma Roberts was the sole survivor. And I'm like, Oh, okay. But then I'm like, no, she wasn't because Sydney was still alive at the end. So that news reporter just got everything wrong. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, but that's my, that's my sequel pitch. What's your ranking? All right. I'm, you guys might get a little mad at me, but my ranking's a little off from yours. I would say number one is my favorite. Then I have a real soft spot in my heart for two. And I think that if you watch two pretty much up to the third act, like once you reveal the killers, that's where it kind of goes off the rails. But two yes. is pretty solid for me. It's still got Randy in it. Then four. So one, two, four, five, three. That's I, I, I don't, I'm not, I mean, like I said, I, it, it's <laughs> funny. I think two, I think two's um, opening kill scene. I like parts of it, but I also don't right. like parts of it. Right, right. Um, I agree. And I think exactly what you said, the the killer reveal of part two takes a lot right. of the steam out of what was up to that moment a really good sequel. Right. Um, there's some good gore in that movie. Um, I, I mean, th there's, <laughs> there's the surprise of Randy being killed, which is a, a, a great moment because of yeah. how shocking a it great is. Great moment. Because of how shocking it is. I mean, like we're still talking about it 20 something years yeah. later because right. it, it affected a us. Tear came up. Um <laughs> yeah. I like I like two. I really like two and four. I, I this is why Scream is a great franchise. I think because like part three is not a good movie, but it's not an offensive it's, movie. It's, it's not a movie that's like it, it's it's an easy watch. It makes you kind of roll your eyes. Parker Posey is hilarious in that movie. Yeah, I wish she would have lived. Wait. Right, right. I agree. But oh, wow. it's definitely the least of the franchise. I mean, um, yeah. and in reality, it, it could have been the end of the franchise. Like yeah. uh, everything you said I mean, about like this movie not needing to exist. Part same thing could have been said about four. Part yeah. three, just like. I, I looked at the character when he took off. I took off Roman. Roman took off his mask. Roman Bridger, director. Yeah, he took <laughs> off his mask, and I was like, "Dad, who is that?" Oh. Yeah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. It was also <laughs> from Party of Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. So I mean, I don't know. It sounds like you guys are huge fans of the franchise, and it also sounds like everybody here, me included, liked Five, liked Scream twenty twenty two. Yeah, so. it sounds like we nitpicked a lot of it, but I think it, there is a lot that can be nitpicked. But at the same time, it doesn't take away from the overall strength of the movie. I think it has really good kills. I think it has uh, some... I think it's legitimately funny at times. Um, yeah. I think the commentary aspect, like the Scream-based uh, commentary about horror movies and the state of movies in general was really yeah. good. Um it just look. I think they. I think this is what always happens in, in a movie series like this. The, the killers were perfect in part one, yeah. and in every movie since then, 
they've just never gotten the right killer or pair of killers that could even touch the original. Yeah. Like, it, it's I mean, so far removed. Jill was surprising because, one, it was Sydney's cousin, and Sydney's the star of this series. Oh, we got a, oh, we got a comment, too. Uh, Matt oh. Hicks says his ranking is one, two, five, four, three. I think He's that this is side, what you – there are very few people. Thanks, Matt. I, I've seen a few people on Twitter who are like, they stand Scream 3 and more power to them. But I think most of the time you see one, three, and then five, four, yeah. and two are just in the middle. And it just. The reason why four is number four in the list is because I. It, it is blaming too much people. There was the Trevor guy. Oh, it, 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 the boyfriend. Yeah, it has too many red herrings. Um, and oh, I, okay. Was I got it you. part three with the Adelina girl? Oh, what yeah. What was her name? Adelina. Uh, Angelina. Angelina. Yeah. Emily Mortimer in part three. She's like, ah. And then gets killed. I'm just like, oh, my God. And then also. I just remember Jenny killed. McCarthy being in part three. Yeah, and Emily Mortimer before she became like a, a big time actress. And, uh, and Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's, Carrie Fisher's days, cameo is really good in part three. Oh, oh. oh, I gotta, I gotta watch it again, man. Yeah. Carrie Fisher is like, yeah, I look just like her, I know, but that other girl slept with George Lucas. Oh, so she's right. like playing. Okay, I remember that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Her cameo awesome. worked. Jay and Silent Bob's did not, and I was a huge okay. Jay and Silent Bob fan, and I was just like, oh boy. I like how yeah. Randy's sister came back in this. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> me too. I like that too. I agree with yeah. you, Charlotte. Oh, by yeah. the way, Randy's sister is our age, Pete. Uh, Heather Matazaro. She was born yeah. the year we were born. Oh, boy. And her kids in the movie are like 12 years younger than her. <laughs> so, oh, that's, yeah, that's a little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they needed to cast younger. But I, I, that said, I like the cast in this movie for the most part. Yes. And, and one last thing I want to do is a shout out to uh, what's her face that played Mindy. Um, Oh shit! I, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Jasmine Savoy Brown, because she's on my show that I love, uh, Yellow Jackets. She's one of the survivors. So yeah, so, Matt Hicks. If it, it could change every time you watch them, it's a solid franchise. Hundred percent. I, agree, I totally agree with uh, Matt's comment there. I it the next time we watch this franchise through, I'll probably say one, two, four, five, two, uh, three. Uh, it, it's going to switch every time. Like I had to coin flip between four and two before this movie. So now it's just an, I, an extra coin flip. In the car when we were making our like two minute review, I said five, one, two, four, three. And then immediately while I was like <laughs> at my grandma's house, I was like, dad, I had an emergency. I was like, dad, it's one, five, two, four, three. Yeah. She, she texted me like, like <laughs> out of emergency. nowhere. I'm like at work. And I look down and I'm like, I see text messages from Charlotte. I'm like, uh oh, what's the matter? She's like, I changed my screen franchise <laughs> ranking. This is serious stuff for her. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, she's being raised the right way. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, guys, it's been a real pleasure talking to y'all tonight. And uh, if you guys are watching the show for the very first time, please like and subscribe. We can always use some more people in our discussion. Matt, if you haven't subscribed already, come join us. We'd like to have you with us. Uh, we are big horror fans here on the Laster Cast, and Danny and Charlotte pump out videos constantly for this channel. So if you are digging them, I definitely recommend subscribing. 
But uh, Danny, we got to talk about our plans for next month. But uh, until then, we will see you guys next time, okay? All right. All right. Bye. Good night. All right.